This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. Every episode, we can read out as many of your film ideas as we like, but only one can progress to the next stage. It'll be the first in a new phenomenon known as slow podcasting. We've had slow eating, John, where you savour the flavours. We've had slow journalism, where you enjoy things slowly over a long period of time. Well, now I give you slow podcasting. What you do is you sit yourself in a quiet room free of distractions. You listen to an episode of The Dream Factory ten times and only then do you begin to appreciate its genius. I challenge anyone to listen to an, a single episode ten times in a row. If you've done that, tweet us after you've been sectioned. Do you get access to Twitter <laughs> in uh, those kind of facilities? I'm Joel, a man who puts the fit in crime scene photo fit. And across from me is John Harris, a man who once attempted to recreate Charles Babbage's different engine at home using merely matchsticks, tea bags, blood, sweat and tears. How far did you get, John? Do you know about Babbage? No. He what? made the first ever computer. Uh. Respect your elders, mate. Look at you now, sat there on a, lap, on a MacBook, not knowing who the fuck Charles Babbage is. He basically invented that, mate. He invented the, the, the Mac. The difference engine. The difference oh, engine. Yeah. Quite a cool name for a computer. It's, the blo- it's all the blood that was involved in the making of the computer that meant that all the keys stuck. So I couldn't. Really I don't even think it. it had keys, mate. I don't think the first computer had a little keyboard. No, but mine Minesweeper. Does. Mine does. The first computer had Minesweeper on it. Obviously. Yeah, and Norton Antivirus. <laughs> yes. I wonder what the first computer virus. Have we done the intro? Are we, are we I think we have, yeah, we have done the, the intro. Podcast this is the, yeah, un- unbelievably, this is a podcast oh we put gosh. out for people to listen to. I'm so sorry. What about this? Hey, film ideas. What about this film idea from Lem? Bridget Jones's Dairy. <laughs> Very good. Uh, is she dairy or is she like selling dairy products? Because that sounds like Bridget Jones's is dairy. dairy. Uh, yeah. no, I had a thought of that. Are humans dairy? No, obviously not. They're meat, Joel. But this? they do produce, da- <laughs> some of them produce dairy products. Are humans dairy? Oh, I wonder what I'm going to call the episode yeah, this week. I resign <laughs> from speech. I resign from saying things out loud. Yes, yeah, so humans produce milk. Mammals produce milk. Do all mammals produce milk? Let's not get into this. Let's not immediately. You can milk. You can basically milk anything. A chair. A chair. I was going to say a chair as well. I wonder why we both thought of chairs. We must have the same ima- vivid imagination. Because <laughs> you're in a blank room that has nothing. <laughs> a micro- can you milk a microphone? Oh, can, a you milk, can you milk sadness? <laughs> They're the only things, visible things in this room. Um, 
Bridget Jones's dairy. Now, obviously, yeah. Bridget Jones is a classic slapstick character. So her down on a dairy farm seems quite fun. Yeah, and there's like a thing, isn't there, where she like parachutes into a muddy field or something, or a pig trough, doesn't she? Isn't that that's a definitely? Oh yeah, a she does. And so the rest of the film plays out that she uh, hits her head when she does that, forgets who she is, and the farmer trains her up as a new farm hand. That'd be nice. I'd It'd like be quite that. nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, this year Renee Zellweger is dairy. She's milk. She's fully milk. Bridget Jones is dairy. People would what love that. What about, you know, the guy who sells butter? He's he's dairy. You know, the trumpet guy made out of butter. Lurpak man. Is it? I don't know. Well, One you, of the... you know he's the Lurpak mascot. He's what not a... the laughing cow, is he? <laughs> What's the cow laughing about? Oh, you don't want to know. On the other side of that image is people being tortured. <laughs> <laughs> it's human milk. It's the dairy, the laughing cow... Uh, all of that product is actually human milk and it's humans with their nipples ta- attached to those pumps. pumps. Like, And what you don't realise is that the laughing cows wreaking havoc and revenge over all of humankind for oh. years of dairy-based torture against cattle. Great. Thanks, Lem. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Lem. That was a great film idea. I've got one. Uh, it's from Mark. And Mark's done that classic thing of uh, sending a news story to us. Perfect. As a, pr- a prospective film idea. And, yep. um, eventually, when we start making quite a hefty amount of revenue, we'll start snapping up the rights to these yeah. new stories. It's from a little-known corporation called the BBC. Oh, interesting. Mm, they're pretty big in the world of newscasting. I think I've seen some of their stuff. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you can get some good shit on there. I mean, it's no BuzzFeed. Wah! But what is? It's uh, So a Japanese spacecraft uh, has detonated an explosive on an asteroid that it's exploring. Mm, it's having what? a war with an asteroid. What? I didn't really read much more of the article, but what I do know is that they're trying to create a crater. So they're bombing an asteroid in space. I mean, That's bombing annoy, asteroids in it's space. It's going to annoy some aliens, right? You think? Mm, big time. Yeah. Aliens live beneath the surface of this asteroid. The thing is, in my head, like I'm, I'm making some really terribly like cliched leaps of imagination here that there's something to do with... Obviously, Japan is like really big in the video games world, and obviously, like Space Invaders is like one of the original video games. John, I wasn't listening to a word you just said there because I was reading the article. Perfect. So what they did is they've created this. They've basically bombed it so they can take some samples back to Earth okay, fine. to find out how we formed the solar system. Yeah. But the textbook stuff there is that they you'll upset some locals you don't know about, right? That's the plot of the film Venom. Is it? Mm. Well, then why are they doing they, this? It's like that news story recently about how they can recreate dinosaurs. And everyone was like, come on, guys. There's a whole documentary yeah. about why you shouldn't do this. So he, so they, so the Japanese yep. uh, scientists, scientists... It's got to be scientists involved yeah, in this, isn't it? I mean, it's samples. It, much as I love them, it's not going to be Deliveroo drivers <laughs> sending it to the moon. Well, you never know. How powerful are those bikes? Yeah, getting the next flavour. You know, Finding people, the new flavour, Joel. People love Deliveroo jackets. What do you mean? There's a new fashion craze called Normcore. Oh, do you know about Normcore? No, but it sounds very patronising. It's very patronising because you wear the clothes of people that do normal jobs, service, mostly service industry jobs, yeah. and they become like high-priced fashion items. Awful. So the Deliveroo jacket's a big one. I recorded a thing with a guy earlier, and he was ecstatic because someone had sent him a brand new Domino's jacket. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not happy about this. That's the thing, isn't it? I don't like How it. How weird. It's a big thing, dressing up in clothes that people have to do for like yeah. low wage jobs oh my god isn't it so funny how they yeah. dress yeah, yeah I don't like it at all. no I don't like it either but some pretty snazzy gear out there oh so. I mean delivery jackets that they are quite cool um, I saw a delivery driver the other day and I'm sure this isn't what was happening but as I walked past he just opened the box on the back of his thing and took out a burger and ate it <laughs> 
fucking glorious. Nice. And I, I, I'm sure that he'd done the delivery and he'd also got himself an extra yeah, bit yeah. of food. But, but it, it looked like yeah. he just didn't give a shit. <laughs> Have I talked about the pizza that went missing? Yes. Good. I'm still annoyed about it. <laughs> Listen just back to an episode job. about that. I, it's, I, get, I get so paranoid now about having food delivered to that flat that about 15 minutes before it's due to arrival, I'd just go down in my socks and stand in the road. Oh, I've done stuff like that. Is that weird, though? Mm. Do you think the neighbours look at you like, oh, yeah. there's, a lo- there's a local lunatic? Also, like... Should I be wearing the um, hospital overalls Yeah. when I do it? Yeah. And also, like, deliver- is it with delivery they give you the name of the driver? So it must be so scary showing up to a place and there's a man just stood outside like, Mike? Yeah. Like, Mike? Are they- is that my burger, Mike? Even, hey, on that note... Yeah. For a while, a weird thing happened on Uber Eats. Uber Eats, you would order it and you get the picture of your driver. And for about a year, yeah. it was just a pic- always pictures of really beautiful women. Was it? Yeah. And then just a normal guy would turn up. Always a normal guy. Why were they doing that? Why, why, Joe, why are you getting catfished by delivery? <laughs> That's pretty sad, isn't it? Why are you basing also, your orders I, based I, on the driver's yeah. <laughs> pictures? That you get randomly assigned a driver, <laughs> exactly. John. It's just that they happen to be assigning me their sexiest <laughs> drivers. I don't care how long it takes to get here, just as long as it gets here. Um, that's no, I, I feel like it was a yeah, some sort of trick. Like you wouldn't compl- like. I think what it was is that if you were being held, if they were late, you wouldn't complain to someone. Oh, that's an interesting psychology mm. uh, thought experiment for sure. Yeah. Um. Er- earlier, I decided. And I confronted one once. Oh, go on. I said, "Why are you not a lady? Why are you not the?" <laughs> Where's my lady? <laughs> and he went, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, I don't know what you're talking about, but he was very sheepish. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he, he... Me think the lady doth protest yeah. too much. And then he sped off so quick. <laughs> He's on to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's my new True Kind podcast. <laughs> Why for a year were there beautiful women on Uber Eats? Hey, uh, hi, my name's Joel Grover. In this series. Ever get that feeling... Uh, it's quite good though isn't it 50 episodes commissioned <laughs> by a new startup podcast company uh, who are paying me 700 million dollars to make it great I've I'm got re- a staff of a thousand people I'm super happy for yeah. you I, I've hired a thousand people to make this podcast John and you're not one of them I feel about that <laughs> you were my thousand and first choice <laughs> you just didn't make the cut it's a shame it's a shame if any of them had dropped out you might have got the job I might have just kept uh, I'm on the subspence. It's exciting. Um, right. Uh, way earlier on, that, I feel like it's pointless even going back to it now, but I really like the idea that j- Japanese Uber drivers are sending <laughs> spaceships to destroy asteroids to find the new flavor. Because I don't <gasps> think chefs put enough money and research into finding new flavors that people like NASA do. No way. No, no, no way. They're sticking with the same old reliable flavors, aren't they? <laughs> What would you What would you do? Like if someone came out with a new flavor. <laughs> exactly. It's not. I don't know. It's like flavor moon, like moon color. Rock. Do you? Th- it's flavor like color. Do you think we've had all the flavors? We haven't had all the colors, have we? What do you mean? I think I've seen all the colors I will see in my lifetime. Oh, I'm not sure. You They're... are so you just so down on yourself, mate. <laughs> how many colors do you reckon you've seen? Upwards of twelve. Tweet us how many colours you think you've seen. Tweet us colours you think John hasn't seen. Just a block colour. That'd yeah, be please. great. That'd be really good. I'll, I'll retweet any colour. Well, you think you you've send. seen every colour in like a Dulux paint catalogue? <laughs> Bollocks, have you? Oh, well, now we're, now we're getting into the whole like everything is a remix I- ideology, which is, you know. Well, yeah, you've seen sure. blue. Yeah, sure. I've not seen, I've not seen, you know, wistful sunset, but I've seen. We're talking about, no, we're talking about colours. <laughs> 
You're telling me that before <laughs> you've seen and identified vintage chandelier. <laughs> that is cream. Uh, a podcast I work on that is much funnier than this, like-minded friends. Yeah. Um, there was an anecdote on that recently about how Tom Allen's mum uh, took in a pair of her her husband's pants to be colour matched. <laughs> no. Yeah. Incredible. So go and listen to that. Yeah. If you want a good podcast. Oh, and you'll get stories like that every couple of minutes as opposed to, I mean, What's let's a, be honest, the shit we yeah. are spouting right now. Every um, six episodes you get a bit of gold. Hey, have you got another film idea for me? Yeah, why not? What about this one? I've got, I've got so many reasons why not. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Let's call it a day. Don't say why not. So, uh, right. So, Gareth um, tweeted us saying, a remake of Michael Keaton's classic Jack Frost, this time as a musical starring Hugh Jackman, The Greatest Snowman. I feel like we did The Greatest Snowman. I feel like we've done The Greatest Snowman. I think uh, I, in about but, October this year, I made, put a reminder in my phone to Photoshop the Greatest Snowman together in December, but I never got around to doing it. Oh, I'm really sorry. And then Paul got in touch and said, The Greatest Snowman, Hugh Jackman voicing a snowman battling against adversity brackets and climate change. It's interesting that this is a... To make the greatest show on earth before he melts for good. There's some really... Look, The Greatest Snowman is really... Really primed, isn't it? Whether, whether we've done it or not, it's, uh, it's there. Yeah. And Have you seen it? Snowman or Showman? I've not seen the. I, I, my parents were watching it at Christmas time, but I thought ah, it's not for me. What a teenage shrop! You walked out of the lounge. Oh no! Uh, what did you go and do? Play your N sixty four? Yeah, I was playing Smash Bros. Actually. Yeah, well, I bet you were, weren't you? With your headphones yeah, of in, I was. facing away from the TV. <laughs> oh, in the same talk to room. us once, John. No, which um. I was never born. <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. What about this one from Con? Finding Nemo Land. Now, that's not a pun on leaving Neverland. No, record, isn't there a, I feel is like we need called? to address. There's Finding Neverland. Which is what? about? That's just a fun story about Peter Pan. It's um, I think it's about the guy who wrote Peter Pan. If I'm not Why wrong, they always make films about the people that wrote. Things. I don't know. There's a J.R.R. Tolkien one coming out. Why soon. do they? I, I, can I be honest with you? Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck it out. Do you give a shit? Uh, I do. You give a shit about the man who wrote Peter Pan? 
I, I look for the record. I've never, I've never, I've not seen Finding Neverland. I've not seen the one about A. A. Milne, who's the Winnie the Pooh writer, and I probably won't see the J. R. R. Tolkien. So I guess it's not for me. But then I do. Maybe I am interested in like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Same thing. Mm, true. Yeah, interesting people are interesting people. It does, but it, it's a good does point, seem... John. It's a good point. Boring people. Yeah, boring, not, boring not people. Interested. They're boring people. <laughs> um, yeah. So I like. I'm on. I'm on your side on it. But at the same time, you know. You know, just let them make their stupid films that no one. Interestingly, though, go on. So, just looking, I'm just looking down the cast of uh, Finding Neverland, and it is about J. M. Barry that wrote Peter Pan, played by Johnny Depp. But it does also say that it stars Captain Hook and you know the gang, Peter Pan. Yeah, but is that, is that because there'll be like sequences, dream sequences, and flights of fancy where there might be flights of fancy? <laughs> what was the last flight of fancy you had? Um, define a flight of fancy in in real life. What if your mind if your mind just goes off somewhere when you're doing something? Would that count? Because with that in that mind, yeah, of course I've had some flights of fancy. I had some today. You know, I thought, what if I wasn't having lunch? I was having dinner. <laughs> a few hours closer to death. Um, <laughs> I've just read actually that a lot of Finding Neverland was based and filmed in Kent, so now it's my favourite film of all time. Oh, great! I love it. That, I love that Johnny Depp was just hanging out in Kent. Right, Finding Nemo Land. So it's about the guy who made Nemo. <laughs> Finding Nemo. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about gone. Captain Nemo? He's a guy, isn't he? He was in um, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with Sean Connery in it. The film that made Sean Connery Junior. decide he didn't want to do Junior. acting anymore. Is that what it is? Well, I think it's the last film he did. Fair play, though. He'd sort of completed acting, hadn't he? <laughs> and with this... <laughs> Acting I, is done. He he saw all the colours, famously. He saw all of the acting colours of the rainbow. I think you've completed... Look, you've either completed music or acting or anything mm-hmm. when your discography or filmography has its own dedicated Wikipedia article. Good. Do you agree with that? Do you yes. broadly agree with that? That's what I look at as a long career. <laughs> if, if I had to link away... Sometimes it's just on the page, isn't yeah. it? And I think, step your game up. Or maybe you're just too young. But I went on, obviously I'm now on Sean Connery's Wikipedia page to check out his filmography and under filmography, it just says, see Sean Connery's filmography. Nice. And I feel that's a real baller move. He completed. If, right. So if you could complete any sense, right, which would it be? Any what? Sense. Oh, it's probably the five senses in my head. It's probably sight, isn't it? Because then you get to see everything. But do you want to see everything? Oh, but do you point. want to smell everything? Well, do you want to taste everything? Do you want to hear everything? <laughs> Fucking hell. Maybe touch now, actually. Oh. Do you want to touch everything? Oh, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. It's a real Midas stuff, isn't it? I'd probably go with taste. Yeah, I think so, too. Tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely tweet but Surely you don't have to taste bad things just because you can. No, no, you do. What do you mean? Because you have Oh, to, you have to have done all of it. You have to completely You have to have tasted taste. every taste. Can I alternate between best and worst? So I, here's, yeah. here's how it goes. So <laughs> As an amuse-bouche. I have the greatest taste of all yeah. time and the worst taste of all time. And then I just move one in each time. Second best with second worst. Second third Definitely best. go the other way around. You, don't, you would go the other way around. The dullest flavours first. Yep. And then move out. How long do you give it take? How many, how many tastes do you think roughly there are? 15? Yeah, 24. It depends if someone invents that new flavour or not. We could be talking <laughs> 25 flavours here. That's going to take a day. And that's over an average of a, a, a taste an hour. Oh, great. I've got a friend who once claimed he could drink 48 cans of orange tango in a 24-hour period. And? It's an aside. I mean, he didn't ever do it. I mean, that's one every half hour. It's an insane tango you, consumption. You're not sleeping, though? I mean, of course If you're going to do this, are you not sleeping? Or are you like, would you sleep and do like you one would, every 20 minutes? No, there's no way you'd sleep. After <laughs> consuming that much sugar? True. And you'd be pissing yourself. How many cans of tango could you drink in a day? 
Tweet us. And also answer the question now, John. Don't you tweet us. <laughs> if you tweet me after the episode, how many cans? That'd be really weird. Yeah. How much do you drink? In a day? Mm. Maybe 12? Does that seem... 12! Like so much that's, tango. That's one every two hours, isn't it? Yeah. That's fine. Would you, no, but would you load at the start? Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably smash through four. Straight. You'd get one of those hats with six cans on and just yeah, neck yeah. it. And I'd, I'd go to... I think I drink the speediest in pubs, right? So I would take myself to a pub and I'd fill up pint glasses with the tango. Mm. Am I allowed to defizz? That's a, oh, that's a really big factor. Am uh, I allowed to defizz? I think so, yeah. Although, if I'm defizzing, easy. Will you take your defibrillator? <laughs> that's what I call my spoons. Did you, you used to work in a bar, didn't you? Uh, no, I've worked at a brewery. When you have to make, do you have to, have to make a shandy? No. Oh, well, That's you, difficult though, You put it? half the lemonade in first and then you whiz it, whisk it with a spoon to take the fizz out. Because uh, mm. I, I, look, I, me and Joel have discussed this before, maybe in different uh, guises, but we're both... <laughs> Who were you when you did it? We're both... <laughs> I think we were each other at the time. Oh, yeah, we were. I thought, but there was one time when I was a clown and you were a shepherd. Yeah, that was That fun. was good. Um, and... Every time we've been big uh, fans of the Shandy. I lo- oh, God, I love a Shandy We're so much. We're Shandy apologists, but bars... That's our band name. <laughs> it's quite a good band name, isn't it? Shandy apologists yeah. is good. But bars often um, don't know Kick how to us make out. it. <laughs> no, they do fuck it up. When you see someone put beer in first, yeah. I'll walk out of it. I'll walk out of it. <laughs> and I'll kick the door open on the way Especially out. Especially if they're going to tap lemonade. Yeah. Oh, what? It's like building on those homemade volcanoes when they do that, isn't it? <laughs> If I see them put the beer in first and then grab the tap lemonade, yeah. I'm like jumping under the dub- <laughs> under the table. Um, Take cover! And that is Finding Nemo. <laughs> That's Finding Nemo Land. Very well covered. And that leads me on to my next film, The Last Tango in Paris. No, I'm joking. We've done that before, yeah. anyway, haven't we? This one's from Jack. It's The One-Eyed White Crow. So what Jack's done here is he's combined... So there's a film called The White Crow at the moment with Ray Fine. It's all about ballet. Oh, yeah, And yeah, there's yeah. a character in Game of Thrones called The One-Eyed Raven. Okay. He's like this... Go, he can't walk, and he, but he can see everything. He's complete. Fuck, he's completed sight. <laughs> Has he? How weird that we. God, sometimes it's like this is scripted. He's he he can see everything and do everything. Oh, amazing! Uh, but he can't dance because his legs don't work. Okay. But <laughs> is that is that a, is that a big plot point in Game of Thrones? There's actually more. There's more dancing in Game of Thrones than you'd imagine. <laughs> it's very dance heavy, actually. Yeah, a s- lot of breakbeat. I've seen. <laughs> I've seen a gif of, uh, is it Tyrion Lannister dancing that goes around a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'd, probably the only dancing in Game of Thrones. Uh, is, that, is that from the show? It's not like a behind the scenes I think thing. it's from the show. I think he's like a, he's just quite giddy at the time. Oh, uh, fine. About some sort of victory. Oh, great. But anyway, basically what I'm proposing is Game of Thrones, everything's dance. I mean, you're not proposing that, but, you know, we'll get, we'll get to that in a Well, bit. yeah, I mean, Jack didn't give me much to go on. <laughs> Game of Thrones, it's all, the, the, so this White Crow thing is all in Russian. Nice, Ray Fiennes is, nice, nice. <laughs> you make it sound like that was my suggestion. Good idea, Joe. I've lost. My, I've, honestly, I've lost my mind on this episode. <laughs> All right. What about this one from Tony? Limp Dependence Day. Everyone celebrates Limp Biscuits album Significant Other while aliens try to invade, but can't stand Fred Durst's voice. Would Fred Durst rip out his voice box to save mankind? Limp Dependence Day sounds like a Limp Biscuit album. <laughs> <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? It really does. Should we do some sort of Limp Biscuit album title test? How many have they done? I know that one's called uh, Chocolate Starfish in the Hot Dog Flavoured Water. Yeah, that's their famous album, isn't it? Yeah. Where the um, first track had like the F word in it like a hundred times and it was like the coolest thing in the world. It was so cool, man. You, you, you just couldn't believe how much he was F-bombing. Are you a fan of their 2010 album Smelly Beaver? <laughs> no. Really? Yep. Flipping Unsurprisingly, out. parental advisory tag on that. <laughs> 
results may vary was one of them. I imagine they very much didn't. <laughs> nice. Hey, you're listening to Joel Slam's work oh, of Limp Bizkit. That's our next podcast venture. After you've done your, what was it? The, the delivery the, investigation yeah, thing. The, the delivery deep dive. Yeah. Um, so aliens can't stand Fred Durst's voice. <laughs> Join the queue. Am I yeah. right? <laughs> Didn't realize I was an alien. <laughs> so we're military. We're weaponizing Fred Durst. Great, 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 great. We're just blasting, rolling into space. Yeah, he performs. The worst crime in that song is the weird voice at the beginning, where he's like, "All right, oh, partner. That is, yeah, that is bad. <laughs> you gotta keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. Why is he doing that? I don't really know if he ever knew what he was doing." <laughs> Also, in the Eminem song, which Eminem song is it where he talks about sitting at the MTV uh, Awards and he doesn't want to sit? Right. This is how th- this lyric is aged so badly. He doesn't want to sit next to Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. He would rather sit next to TRL's Carson Daly yeah. and Fred Durst. History is, has he not the wrong horses. Yeah, though, history has not been forgiving on that lyric. <laughs> or any lyric he wrote post the year 2004. Hey, John, should we do our own film ideas? Yes, please. Here's one from me. Um, this is another BBC story. I haven't come up with a title for it yet. Okay, cool. But basically, there was a, uh, this office block. Have you heard about this? No. In London, between uh, a pub and a branch of Starbucks, that was a secret base for a spy agency. You know, like in Killing Eve? No way. Yeah, in, in London. It was near St. James Park Tube Station. Um, and it was used by spies for 66 years. And they've only just confirmed it because they've moved address. Uh, and it was like a like a local um, open secret. But it was where spies worked. And I thought, how funny if, um, as a cover, they all worked in Starbucks as well. Ah, That's quite funny, I was wondering it? what the relevance of the fact it was near a Starbucks was to the story. Mm, uh, Starbucks would pay me 100 grand to say that. Oh, good. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, and also, what isn't near Starbucks in London? Am I right? And I mean, that 100 grand will go, will go massively towards the uh, delivery lawsuit. <laughs> uh, 50 grand to the delivery lawsuit. 50 grand out of court settlement with Fred Dest. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. It's actually just a nice idea for a film, and I wouldn't be surprised if it actually happens. Maybe not the Starbucks twist, but I'm sure the idea of, like, kind of middle of London spies, like, you know, mm. having to pretend that they've gone to work in, I don't know. Having just, to do the commute and stuff. Are spies allowed to tell their family they're spies? No. What, so? Yes. No. What? Yes. No. It, I used, what, to, right, walk, I used to walk home from school with a guy whose dad's, he didn't really. He didn't know what he did, and he had a suitcase that was locked, and he would never open in the house. Okay. But maybe he was just having an affair. Maybe. But maybe he was a spy. And he's keeping his. When his, I was fifteen, I thought he was definitely a spy. But now I'm old. I think. Pervert. Pervert. <laughs> but you've seen James Bond. The two go hand in hand. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. What, like, hypothetically, what if you were like a spy, but you had to like pretend that you were like I don't know, like an amateur podcaster, to like. You've run- as your John, cover you've rumbled me mate <laughs> and people would listen to me like why have they done 89 episodes of this but in hindsight look I've it saved, wasn't about I've the saved quali- the world 89 <laughs> exactly. it wasn't about the quality of the podcast it was never about it the was podcast. the cover the fact that you're listening about- the fact that you're listening to what is effectively a cover yeah is, is actually a damning indictment on you it, it really is sorry and the people listening think we're spending weeks of prep on this but really we're out Spying. Saving the world. Spying. I'm a good spy. What about this one from uh, John Harris? I don't know if you've seen the trailer for Dora and the Lost City of Gold. No. They've is it, made a big... Is it a porn? They've made a 
They've made a big budget. Dora the Explorer film. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah. a real person. Yeah. I have, I sort of know about this. Indiana Jones. Live, it is like a young Indiana Jones. And I don't really, like, this isn't my point, but I don't really understand why they've had to link it in with, like, a preschool cartoon character when it just looks like a really fun family film. Yeah. Like, India, young Indiana Jones vibe. I don't know why they've, because that makes me less likely to watch it because it's based on a kid's TV show. But did, are the kids that grew up on Dora the Explorer now the age where they would enjoy it? Ooh, are they, like, 13 now? Good point. So anyway, my suggestion is a live, gritty Peppa Pig. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah? Yeah. I was trying to work out what hap- Where's Peppa Pig banned? China. Is it? I don't know. Because she's t- too cheeky. No, in in China, it's like, subver- like a subversive counterculture icon. Oh, so she's been co- co-opted like Pepe La Frog or something? I will quote to you from trusted news source The Independent. China bans Peppa Pig because she promotes gangster attitudes. <laughs> Tattoos of the character have become popular among a subculture of China. G- gangster attitude? Yeah. Have you seen much? Peppa Pig? Yeah. I, I've I, only I, seen memes. <laughs> there was that great meme that went around for ages where Peppa Pig would like play a hi-fi and they put really, people oh, would yeah. put really horrific music on it. <laughs> um, and I could watch that meme all day long. So is she, is she a blood or a crip? <laughs> it's China, mate. It's different. So I tried to work out what happens in the show because I've not seen it because it was I think it was like launched in the 2000s. So we were already like, you know, a bit too old. For yeah. It. I mean, we gave it a go. Uh, Long running children's TV series following the adventures, mishaps and friendships of Pe- Peppa Pig, her brother, George, their parents and the other animal families who make up the town. Each family is a different species of animal. Peppa's friends include Rebecca Rabbit, Susie Sheep and Candy Cat. What a cast. When I read the synopsis, my brain was thinking, like, do we make it some sort of, like, you know, like, using animal species as, like, a racial satire, like, you know, some sort of thing about racism. Animal Farm. Yeah, and then I realised, and also there's Zootopia, which kind of does that as well. Mm. So that's already been done. So, I don't know, mate. There's no plot to Peppa Pig, but we'll make it gritty. <laughs> but it works. That's what kids want. Kids don't want plot. Oh, so we that's just... That's why they love this podcast. We just make it, like, you know... You know, in like the Lion King uh, remake they're doing, and in like Jungle Book, they've done it where it's like it's animated, but it's like photo real. Mm. So we just do a photo real pig wearing a dress, walking around, <laughs> repeating itself. Uh, yes, perfect. That's what we do. Yes, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, give it a subscribe on Apple or all the other places that you can do that. I think only Apple let you do reviews. Everywhere else is ambivalent towards them. They don't want to. They don't give a shit what you think, but we care what you think. So tweet us. Um, try and find John in the street and say something to him yeah it's been great it's been a pleasure thank you very much John do you want to say anything no anyway that brings us to the end of uh, the episode and we know it's the end of the episode because there's a knock 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 at the studio door and entering the studio is that photo real Peppa Pig to do her voice disgusting it is quite upsetting to see isn't it well done John Thanks, mate. Did you have a nice time doing that? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think we, um, you know, did some stuff. We said some things. Mm. Some things we regret. Some things that we stand by, as we say. Most conversations are like that between me and you, though, to be fair. It's just a shame we record them. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees. Supercharging productivity for your developers. Providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then... You'll be the best listener.